I've talked about how I used to live in fight or flight mode in the beginning of my podcasts. At that time, I still was navigating how far I would go with this platform. I was, and of course, still am learning about myself. And back then, I was in the beginning of my sexuality studies program. This episode is a bit personal because I'm going to share a brief experience I recently had. But first, let me clarify what the title of this episode means. Disconnection is not disconnecting from the internet or disconnecting from the world. Disconnection in this episode is about disconnecting from your body and yourself. I had a really tough childhood and at the age of seven, I remember sitting on my bed and I suddenly saw myself from above as if I was floating, as if I was another person looking down and seeing myself, literally from down there. Over the years, that moment stayed with me. It was in my 30s that I really started to try to make sense of what that meant. And it was a wild goose chase. I tried to explain it to life coaches that I spoke to, and I even tried to explain it to my sister, who is a psychologist. And her response was, "Uh, you might need to see a psychotherapist for this. (laughs) Yeah, she said that. But... Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. But it was only recently, as I started to slow down, I realized that I feel completely disconnected from myself. I operate really well on autopilot, and it's something I grew really comfortable with over the years. Until recently, when everything slowed down around me, because I consciously chose the slower lane rather than the fast-paced world, because I wanted to be more mindful and I wanted a more meaningful life. But that push on the brakes, it literally freaked me out. I realized how disconnected I am from myself and that moment I had at the age of seven, it kept playing back in my head. And I knew I had to look into that and dig deeper into what that really meant. So I spoke to a psychologist who suggested that I get an ADHD test and I literally freaked out all over again. And I went into victim mode and I burst into tears whenever I was with myself or spoke to close friends. And no, ADHD? Really? It does make sense. I mean, concentrating and being present is a bit tough for me, but ADHD? Taban, I wanted to know what that really meant, so I googled, and the first thing that popped up was, stop sugar. And I did, for about two days. But what's the Arabic saying? Halim or something like that. I'm sure there's a halima in it, but you get where I'm going with this. Anyway, I went in for, an, for a screening with a psychiatrist and thankfully after about 90 minutes, she looked at me and said that she didn't think I had ADHD, but I was completely disconnected from myself. And finally, somebody explained to me what that meant and what happened to me at the age of seven. Due to severe stress, as a child, I disconnected from myself as a survival technique. And that made sense. So I started to work on that slowly. I'm still a work in progress. I mean, I need to unlearn 30 plus years, which is very challenging. But what are some of the most amazing techniques that help me personally be present? I have three personal favorite ones and I'd like to share them with you. The first one is the breathing technique. It helps reset my nervous system. I breathe in slowly, count to three. 
hold my breath for three seconds, and then exhale for three seconds. I do this for about 10 times. It helps my brain focus on myself as I do the counting. I place the palm of my hand on my belly button sometimes and it relieves me and it helps ground me. The second one is a game I play when I'm driving. I stopped trying to multitask a while ago to help my brain focus on one thing at a time. Because when I drive and I listen to music, and I don't even know how I reach certain places without being present in the drive. Anyway, so in the car I play a game using my five senses. What do I smell? What do I taste right now? What do I hear? What do I feel and what do I see? And I name them. It helps my brain focus on what's happening around me. And that's just been really helpful to me. The third technique is my favorite, but it's not something I get to do often. Walk on the beach. There's something about the water and the sand that is extremely grounding. I make sure to leave my phone in the car or on silent. So what's the point of this? Well, there are techniques on how to go back to your body. It's helped me. And I'm more present. And when I am more present, I make better decisions. I show up for myself. I enjoy the moment and I actually experience it. While I was unlearning this connection and relearning how to connect and be in my body again, I came across an interesting section in my studies. It was the problem with pornography. Now, we all watch porn, so let's not be shy about it. When we watch it, it serves its purpose. And we may feel like we got a hit of dopamine and the solution to our problem is solved temporary. But actually, the solution is the real problem. That rush and that dopamine hit that we get, known as an orgasm, while watching porn is actually harmful to us. When we watch porn, our imagination and our eyes engage in what is happening. We have an orgasm from something we have seen visually, and it can be addictive. But that's not really the problem because we are visually engaged. And that's the problem. Our body is not really experiencing what we are seeing. Yani, we're not being kissed and touched. We're watching it happen to other people. Basically, we're not living the experience, but we're still getting a kick out of it, if that makes sense. And this causes a disengagement with our body, which impacts our sex life at a later stage. Because it reached a point, and this is, of course, uh, I'm, I'm speaking based on research. Some people end up only being able to orgasm, a lot of people actually, during sex if they imagine a sex scene that they have seen because they're not used to being present in their own body and having an orgasm without the help of pornography. And that's actually very interesting because it happens to the most of us. Now, another form of disconnection also happens with with ourselves is during masturbation. Okay, yes, it's not pretty to talk about masturbating, but it's also an act all human beings engage in. So let's just leave it at that and focus on the disengagement part. How often do we masturbate and a few moments into it, our minds start to wonder on what we're going to do today, our to-do list, our pending tasks, or even plan what we're going to do after we have an orgasm and how we're going to get back to work and be on top of things. Now, research and a quick poll has shown that it happens very often. 
while there is no actual harm in happening that is actually happening happening to us physically, what is really happening is we are drifting further away from connecting to ourselves. So how will we know which nerve works best for us and feels really good for us if we're not connected to ourselves? It's pretty hard, no? But it would be interesting if you just have a think about that. And the next time you're doing something, not necessarily masturbating or watching pornography, whatever it is, just doing anything. If you just see how much you are connected to yourself and how you're feeling in the moment, what you like and don't like about it. It could be a task, it could be be talking to a friend or hanging out with a certain group. It's just amazing how our bodies, or our body actually know the answer. This connection with ourself happens to the best of us, if not all of us. It's not an uncommon thing. Some people live their life unaware that they are living on autopilot. But for those who are aware of it, I can give them only one advice that I am taking now. Slow down and get some rest. Sleep is really underestimated. And train your mind to engage with your body and its senses. It's life-changing. Thank you for hanging out and see you next time.